Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 23rd day of February. I uh, got a good show on tonight. Bobby Wagner released from the Rams. Look like the Rams are in a transition of a slight retool. I don't know if I'd call it rebuilding, but there was a story out today uh, with the Athletic about Sean McVay and the stress he's been under. I'll talk about that. Plus the XFL. Uh, comment on that. They're coming into week two. Not looking so good ratings wise. I'll talk about that. And, of course, the big story here, Brandon Miller. I wanted to make sure and get all the information about the Alabama player who now we know uh, actually took the gun uh, to the other player. What was it? Darius Miles or whatever that actually brought the gun to him uh, that was involved in, in the shooting of the young lady. And uh, I'll tell you, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for more. Al I'm more disappointed in Alabama and the way they handled it than I am the player himself. Uh, go ahead and take a minute 19 break here, and we'll get started here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sportscope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportsscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportsscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. All righty then, I'm back here on all links. Carlos says, I'll tell you what, Carlos, we'll put that in as one of the questions tomorrow. Get your full opinion and context there. On tomorrow's program, uh, Alabama situation is a mess. Now, I'll say this, uh, folks, that, you know, I brought Jeffrey Depis, uh, Deskovic on, uh, on the program a few weeks ago, brought him back last week. Uh, Jeffrey was, you know, wrongfully accused of, of murder and rape and did 16 years in prison, and the guy sued uh wrongfully wrongfully convicted now he you know he sued the state and got a 25 million dollar settlement take home of 15 million i understand that you really have to be uh you know careful not rush to judgment on stuff like this this story was out yesterday popping on the internet and it, it all of this broke down from what came out out of, out of a um, basically a hearing on Tuesday that essentially uh, a police investigator alleged Miller 
the teammate Darius uh, uh, Brandon Miller. By the way, Brandon Miller is a uh, Corey. This guy's a lottery pick. Okay, uh, he uh, the Alabama basketball team. Let's give full disclosure here. They're they're either number two or number one in the country right now. Uh, they have a shot at a one C. They have a clean shot at a national championship. This Oaks guy, Nate Oaks here, folks. Um, stupid thing on Windows popped up. This Nate Oaks here uh, could be a coach of the year candidate. You know, so they got a lot of big things going, right? Big things popping, and 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 in this case, a, a little uh, big things are stopping, really. So, but okay, so I've got to got you called up now. I, we, we talked about this last month. We're talking the fifteenth of January, where Darius Miles. Uh, the, the player for Alabama, this was a bench player, asked a woman out, and she turned him down. Later on, he shoots the woman. Uh, he, uh, this this is a player, bench player for the Alabama basketball team. Uh, he shoots her. Uh, he's charged with capital murder. She dies. This is a tragedy, total tragedy. He's got a five-year-old and everything. And another man is, is, is arrested, for, um, arrested for this homicide, okay? Fast forward to Tuesday, okay? Uh, this is sometime a basic preliminary hearing. This is from, I'm going to play uh, a soundbite from Paul Feinbaum, who covers the SEC thoroughly. Uh, but also, this is from The Athletic. I tried to read as much information as I possibly could so I wouldn't have some kind of just snap-fast judgment based on what we've heard from the Jeffrey Defskovic, uh, uh, you know, interview and, and read through his case files. Okay, so a police investigator alleged that Miller, this this five star player, this this draft pick, this uh, this this lottery pick, okay, uh, alleged that he teammate brought Darius Miles the gun that was used in the January fifteenth fatal shooting of twenty three year old woman. According to law enforcement, Miles texted Miller to bring Miles a gun to the scene. And it was exchanged in Miller's car. Miller's attorney issued a statement. Okay. Now, brought the gun there. Now, there, the backstory to this is essentially uh, uh, the gun was already there. He had left the club. He's coming back to the club. Uh, the police are saying the reason why he was not charged, Brandon Miller, the draft, the, the lottery guy, is because he never got out of the car and they have enough video evidence that it made it look like, plus looking at the text message, plus the video evidence, it looked like that he was not actually active engaging, have any uh, any uh, wherewithal of the situation, other than if somebody at 1.30 in the morning says, bring me my gun, I don't think you're going to the shooting range at 1.30 in the gun in the morning. You know, and I understand that he's a younger player than the player that's asking him this Darius Miles, okay? But it what really bugs me is, so we know that. We know that. We know that January, the weekend after January 15th, we know that a Alabama player, this Miles, was arrested. We know that, okay? Now, what irritates me is this Coach Oaks here, uh, he goes out and, and makes this callous statement here 
he says, I'm not here to make excuses, but I want to make it clear. I didn't have any details from the hearing that morning. Okay. He said, I sincerely apologize. Uh, so he comes out and, and uh, he told reporters, this is the coach after this all came out in the court. Uh, this is the coach. He said, tells reporters Tuesday that the team can't control anything outside anybody does outside of practice when asked about the Miller situation. He says, quote, nobody knew that was going to happen, Oaks said. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he the type of, uh, in, the tri uh, in any type of trouble in this case. Then he says, wrong spot, wrong time. And then, of course, uh, he got a lot of heat from that, including from this girl's stepfather. You know, like I said, she's young, 23. She's got a five-year-old herself. You know, who no, no longer have her mother. So it was a very callous thing. But my thing is, we were just talking. He, he, he says, basically, I'm, I'm, um, this, this is what he says. He said, we're informed by law enforcement of the other student athletes being in the vicinity. And law enforcement has repeatedly told us that no other student athletes were suspects. They were only witnesses. So, just this that was back in January. Okay. So basically bury your head in the sand and not investigate anymore. I just do not buy that from the coach. Okay. Uh so you you uh he didn't go, he, he didn't have any wherewithal, this oaks, this coach here, nor did the athletic director, and I know they get advice from their legal counsel to say, okay. What was, what were any of my players involved in this? He could have asked this back in January. Were any of my players involved in this or are they just witnesses? And soon as he said, Brandon Miller, you know, whether it's Miller's fault or not, whether uh, he gets criminally charged, and I understand what the law enforcement side of it is, but when you uh, bring a guy a gun at 1.30 in the morning, uh, by the way, Miller is looking at an NBA draft in June. This is six months from now. He's going to be a millionaire. Somebody calls me. And they say, hey, man, you need to bring my piece down here, blah, 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 or, or text me. I'm going to call him and say, what the bleep are you talking about, man? You're not going to get me hemmed up in a bunch of nonsense, okay? I don't care how much older you are than me. But now he just goes along, goes along. So why didn't the coach say something about it? Why didn't they look into this situation? Because he didn't want to see it because he is a draft lottery pick and he's looking at a contract extension, Oates, this coach here, Nate Oates, and he got the contract extension a few weeks after this. And the guy, he plays the guy. He plays the guy. By the way, he played last night, scored 40 points. They won the game. After all this, it came out. And so then... He buries his head in the sand, Oates does. The athletic director buries his head in the sand and it stins Oates. And Brandon Miller's still playing on the team. Meanwhile, this 23-year-old woman's dead. You know, this is not a DU. And like I said, I try to give Alabama the benefit of the doubt. Early on yesterday, I'm reading, I'm listening, I'm reading, I'm listening. And it just, it looks like the lack of institutional control. You know, at some point you got to say somebody's dead. She's not going to come back. This is not a bar fight. This is not a DUI. Okay. 
if if Brandon does not drive to that facility in the strip, you know, if he does not drive there, that woman's alive today. This five-year-old has her, his mother. Cooler heads prevail the next day. It's Sunday. You kind of calm down. F that chick. Let's move on. Instead, he brings the gun there, uh, even though he's not charged. You know, Mike Price Pickles wasn't charged. Who's Mike Price? 21 years ago, Alabama head coach there. Uh, uh, he was hired. He, he, he used the company card. He, he went to a topless bar. And he, he supposedly got $1,000 in escorts. He was never criminally charged. Never criminally charged, even though I think that's illegal, right? He was never criminally charged. But you know what Alabama did? They fired him. They fired him. They said that's embarrassment to the university, okay? What Derek, what Oak should have done, instead of worried about his own career, he said, listen, man, I know you're about to go to the NBA. I know you haven't been charged, but we got to hold our teammates accountable. And if you don't drive that gun there, loyalty or not, this person's still alive. I've got to cut you from the team, man. I've got to cut you from the team. And the fact that he didn't do that, he should be fired. That coach, he 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 that's lack of institutional control. He should be fired. And that AD who extended him, he should be fired. I'm not saying anybody should be charged, but it, it, you know, you'll get another coach. You, you, you'll be fine. You know, uh, Alabama, they hired Mike Shula. Then they got Nick Saban. He's a legend at the outlet of the football. You'll be fine. That girl, you, they, you're not going to get this woman's life back. That's embarrassing. That I don't care if it was Tennessee, Vanderbilt. I'm out of Nashville. That's embarrassing. You you cut the rope right there. You cut. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I appreciate what you're doing. I know you're going to get another job. There's been coaches fired for less. Trust me. The old Miss coach, he got another job. He'll be fine. But you're so caught up in the winning. This woman's dead. This and, and and I'm sure maybe he was a little intimidated by the guy. That that there's not an excuse. Hey man, that's life, dude. That's life. Uh, there's people that that are good people that go out here and they have too much to drink and 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 they run over a kid in the parking lot. Well, you still got to pay for it, right? You still have to pay for that crime. You know, and I try, like I said, I listened all day. I w- listen, here's Paul Fombon yesterday. It, it makes a good point here. Play the soundbite if I can get it played up. That's a couple of things. Uh, it's 1.30 at night. Miller had already been to the club. It, it wasn't, I mean, it, I mean, if you and I are, are out on the strip and you leave uh, and I text you and say, bring my gun, you, you're not thinking uh, you're probably bringing it so I can go uh, – Go, go to the range at at one thirty in the morning and work on my on my my, my marksmanship. Uh, That's Paul Fombon, and usually he's pretty sympathetic towards Alabama, but at some point, you know, at some point you, you got to just look at it and say, "Hey, man, it is what it is." There's there there's consequences. Just because it's not legal doesn't mean it's not against our ethics. You know. Uh, Read more about this, and and now I find out that uh, that the stepdad's ticked off. The mom is upset of this woman. Obviously, that's senseless crime. They're probably going to sue him, you know. But everything I read from the NBA side, he, he's going to be drafted. He'll be drafted. He's a lottery pick. He'll be a top five pick. Um, 
Yeah, and and, and Pickle uh, Steven says it's not what it used to be. I mean, yeah, have some integrity. They had integrity 20 years ago when you fired Mike Price. They could have fined him for that money and got it back and maybe suspended him a game. They could have they could have fined him a pretty healthy price and kept the whole thing in-house and kept Mike Price, but they didn't, you know? And, and Pickle says, uh, was that Oak Lewis County? Yeah, they'll be all right. And Carlo uh, says sent me something about uh, something about a Georgia player. I'm not the worst. of families involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she's got a five year old, and the five year old was looking forward to his mom coming home that night. You know, and I mean, it's a tragedy, and Miller will be fine. But I just don't like the way Alabama. I mean, just that look the other way mentality. And even the ADs, like I know this looks bad. Yeah, it does, man. It does. And if and if I'm in charge, I'm, I appreciate everything you've done. But this is a big one. This is a big one right here. So, um, I'm sure there's going to be some and maybe and maybe uh, the Alabama, the brass, the upper brass will, will do the right thing. You know, but I doubt it. I doubt it. And and, and it, you know, I don't care if it's whose team. I mean. If it's my team, hey, look, man, Tennessee players have robbed people, uh, been kicked off the team. Carlos, you remember when Lane Kiffin was coaching there? Uh, there were some really good players. They robbed a guy at a convenience store. Well, hey, you messed up, man. You messed up. The law should go for you, for, go uh, uh, apply to you just like it applies to me, Everyday Joe. You know, it should not be different because you play uh, a sport. It's bad, you know. She shouldn't have been at the club at 1.30 in the morning, Pickle says. And that's probably what the Alabama fan base is saying. But anyways, um, it is what it is, man. All righty then. Uh, the Rams. So Bobby Wagner got cut. You know, I was reading this story. Wagner was cut. And... Trying to see where my notes are here. And, um, you know, uh, Sean McVay, I can see why that he has contemplated retirement twice. You know, that, that, uh, before he was cut this afternoon, Bobby Wagner, linebacker, really good linebacker. He's only 32. He, he'll get picked up. But it's a linebacker, and I keep telling you guys that that position – not unless you're in a situation like like the Ravens, it, it, it is a um, situation here where um, it, it's just not a position I pay a lot of money to. Long story short, he's been cut uh, the rounds. Uh, <laughs> you know, I could see, like I said, Sean Sean McVay has been so successful. This guy was. You know, he was hired back in 17, all right? 30 years old. He was an offensive coordinator under Kyle Shanahan in his 20s uh, when he was at um, with the Washington, then Redskins, going back to 16, you know. And um, so this guy, his, his grandfather put together the 49ers in the 80s. He, uh, Mr. McVeigh, and he just recently died, by the way. He just recently passed. Uh, but 
so McVay and his dad was a player, college player. So he's two generations down. So he kind of got on the fast track. And so, so he comes into uh, 2017, 30 years old, and goes to two Super Bowls, multiple playoffs, wins a Super Bowl, and everybody's wondering why he is uh, contemplating re- uh, retirement or stepping away from the Rams the last two years in a row. And it never dawned to me, speaking of Alabama, that he, he's been so successful at such a young age that he's got the kind of problems and stress that Saban had. Nick Saban, Alabama's football coach, has at, at 70, you know, twice his age, more than twice his age. Uh, turnover, think about it, guys. Turnover in coaches every single year. Uh, defensive coordinator goes here. Offensive coordinator goes there. Defensive coordinator goes here. Off, I mean, he's got just a slew of, uh, of, of and he can't handle it like a Saban because he simply just don't have the years of experience. And this article states that they had 11 different offensive linemen uh, looks there and uh, at one time last year. And like I said, they're a team, they're real top-heavy, and you, you, you're constantly changing coaches. And, you know, being that young, he, 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 he wasn't in tune with every position. You know, he's well-read and all that, but he wasn't in tune for every position like a normal 45, 50-year-old head coach with uh, 10, 20, you know, 15 more years experience in him, right? But um, so, yeah, so there's, there's this big article about it. And now I know why this team, uh, they're under, they're over the cap here, by the way. They're over the cap. And, you know, he just now, they're 15 million over. I just talked about the Titans yesterday. Uh, they were 23 million over. Uh, they're already under 11 million, 11 million under and counting, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be okay. But I think, I think his biggest issue, uh, other than all this other stuff that McVay has been under is the fact that, that, uh, Stafford, they extended him all the way up to 26 and his cap hit. Uh, next year is going to be pretty good. It's going to be 20 million, but it goes up to 49, 50, 49. This guy's like 37 years. I mean, he's going to be up there 37, 38 years old. He's had the elbow problem. He's had the interception problem and, and McVay seeing all this stuff. And he's looking at this. They don't, they haven't, they haven't drafted it. They haven't used the first round pick with the rounds. Since 2016, that was Aaron Donald. They traded away. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking at all of their picks. So basically, they're in a retooling mode. I wouldn't necessarily call it a rebuild. You know, they, they've got a second round, third round, and about four, six rounds through compensatory. Less needs a good general manager. But I, my whole point is. Actually, I probably would have stepped away. Remember, John Madden stepped away at a young age. John Madden stepped away. John Gruden 
Now he got fired, but he could he got other he could have got other job offers. He stepped away. Uh, Sean Payton. Now Sean Payton was fifty eight. He stepped down because of cap issues. Uh, I probably would have, but I felt like he probably felt the guilt trip of not wanting to do this because he got so much early success. He came back. I don't know how good the guy may retire for a long, much longer time now, but I'll say this uh, guy's a good coach, you know, Pickles calls them techno geeks, but uh, he, he, he's a good schemer. Uh, he understands he's made a lot of coaching changes too, by the way, he made quite a bit of coaching changes. Uh, he understands that he has to put people who are older, more experienced in other positions. And I think he'll, he'll go back and start doing that. Remember he, he hired Wade Phillips. He hired Wade Phillips when he first got that job, be defense coordinator. Wade Phillips older than close to his granddad's age, you know, and now he's working with Wes Phillips. That's Wade Phillips, son. So a lot of nepotism in the NFL, you know, um, uh, was it Alan Perez, a guy I had on yesterday. He's wanting me to do a show with him on Saturday, talk about their draft picks and everything. But yeah, uh, if it's me, listen, man, you know, uh, you've got the Super Bowl. You've got some, you still got a star player there in Jalen. I trade Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey's still in his prime. You can get a first, you probably get a first round pick back, if not an early second. Uh, I would give a first-round pick. He's a lockdown corner. He's still got plenty left in the tank. I would do that. Uh, and, and they're about like Tennessee. They're going to have to go offensive line as well in the draft. Uh, but, hey, you know, the guy's a good coach. Uh, it's um, They had to get rid of Bobby Wagner. They missed on Allen Robertson. I, I kind of had a gut feeling about them last year. I, uh, Allen Robertson. I had a feeling he wasn't quite he, – he kind of reminded me last year of um, Julio Jones the year before that with Tennessee. You know, it's like, man, is he faking these injuries because he's on a bad team with Chicago or or is the guy really just banged up at this type of time of year and maybe he's getting closer on the back end of his career and getting injured more often than not. Uh, and, and maybe you want to take a flyer on giving him a contract, and that's what happened. You throw in that, plus you throw in the fact that uh, their leading receiver there, Cooper Cup, got hurt. But they're going to be an interesting story to follow. I don't think they're going to win that division next year. I don't think they're – but at the reading this article and, and looking at that Wagner thing, I wouldn't be surprised if if McVay didn't step away again – after this year, uh, he'd get a good TV job, come back, come back refreshed. Guy's 37, come back at like 41, get your choice of job. You know, a uh, lot of good. Any, I mean, there's seven openings on the average every year in the NFL. You know, it just is what it is. Carlos says he has a problem beating Shanahan. Well, he's got a ring. Shanahan does not. And that's what I'm saying if I'm McVay. I'm saying checkmate. And you're right. Um, I want to say they really had their number for a while, the 49ers. 
Uh, 49ers had their number for a while, but Mavay's got that ring, and Shanahan's pretty ticked off about it. Uh, Pickle says the Rams were the best team money could buy. Yeah, they they uh, they put together uh, a money team here, and quite frankly, a lot of those players, you know, that was during Jeff Fisher's era. You know, Aaron Donald, Jeff Fisher drafted Aaron Donald. Uh, they 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 did do some. They got some good free agents there. They made aggressive trades. They signed Andrew Whitworth at left tackle. They went out and, and aggressively went out and got a Jalen Ramsey, best cornerback on the market there. Uh, it, it, it is a model. It's a model. It's a model that that the Bills tried to do when they went out and got Von Miller, when they went out and got Stefan Diggs, who now wants out of Buffalo. You know, it is a model. And again, if you win, that's great. But this is this is the cleanup part of it. You know, it's like a degree, right? It's like a degree. That that degree's still there. That ring is still there. Cal Shanahan's 45. He don't have one. They're both crazy young for NFL coaches. So uh I do commend it for it, but I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't step away. Uh, with his grandfather dying. Uh, he said he wants to spend time time with this beautiful wife he's got. And I saw her on uh, Hard Knocks. She is very attractive. So anyways, Bobby Wagner, who needs a linebacker? A lot of great teams out there. Uh, looking for a team that, that needs that player, you know. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a Cincinnati, they got a lot of money. Somebody like that. Uh, I could see him going to a team like that, 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 that they've got the money and they're they're in their, their Super Bowl window. Keep an eye out for that one. All righty then. Okay. Here's one for you, Carlos. LaShawn McCoy throws Eric B. Enemy under the bus. Uh, former uh, Kansas City Chief. LaShawn McCoy, this is what he said about Eric Bieniemy, uh, new coordinator for the uh, Washington Commanders. He says, quote, what's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? McCoy asked FS1. He said, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, uh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. He said, I've been there in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all when he plays at uh, or designated. Uh, that's Andy Reid is what McCoy says. Then uh, McCoy doubles down and says, there's nothing that makes there's nothing that makes the enemy special. He says, when you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes uh, Brian DeBall with the Giants a very good coordinator, McCoy said. He said, I can tell you what about Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. He says, but Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good, uh, when we watch film of practices and we correct the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. And uh, Bieniemy didn't seem bothered. So he's throwing Bieniemy under the bus. Maybe him being a former running back, maybe he got on the McCoy and McCoy's got some bad blood. Um, but here, uh, 
and, and Carlos says that is true. He was cooked as a player. He was <laughs> he was washed up as a player, and I think he snuck in there and got a ring there at the end uh, a couple of years ago. So here's what Eric Bieniemy here's his, here's his response. Sean McCoy is a future Hall of Fame runner. Okay, everybody's entitled to their own position, to their own uh, uh, comments, and how they feel. When it's all said and done with. I think that's all I have to say because he's entitled to his own opinion. It's life. Okay, you got good, you have bad. You know, it does not impact me in any way. Because one thing that you learn when you're in this position, you have to learn to eliminate distractions. All right, my job is to focus on the now. Everything outside these walls has no impact on Eric Bieniemy moving forward. Thank you. So he so he goes third person there at the end, Carlos. So he's starting to get his swagger. Um, now, I'll say this. Now, uh, Patrick Mahomes did speak up. I know you all are wondering, what, what did Mahomes say? And let me find what he said. I, I had a Mahomes quote here. Um, okay, here, Patrick Mahomes, he says there should be no coach there should be no question on how great of a man or coach the uh, enemy is. His leadership, he has a direct impact on the player, uh, the person I am today, 10 years learning under one of the greatest coaches of all time, and I cannot wait for him to continue to prove the doubters wrong. Now, that, that was from Mahomes. Now, he uses 10 years. I forgot that he coached there 10 years. Now, you got to think about it. This for, I mean, I, I see why the commanders hired the guy. I mean, if you're working under Air Andy Reid for 10 years, all you got to do is watch the film, you know, watch the film. What is he doing? Uh, what makes them special is that red zone. Is their red zone offense? Is some of their moving and shifting? Now, I know Sam Howell's not Patrick Mahomes, but a lot of it is is the shifting. It, it, it is finding speedy players, getting them in the right spot, getting the mismatches. I don't think, I, you know, I, I think that he's going to bring something to the table for the commanders. Uh, I, I just, there's no way I can just say that, that he's going to be a total bust. The commanders uh, have above average offensive line. We talked about this last week. Logan Thomas, they've got um, – Terry McLaurin, a true number one receiver, uh, that Johan Dotson is just scratching the surface of his talent at the other receiver there. And, of course, you have a gadget guy. I can't remember his name. But you have a solid three there. You have a power back there and Robertson. And you have Gibson there. He is your, uh, uh, your pass catch and running back there. So there's a lot that this guy can do. And it's not a shortage of talent. Did I mention he's got a defense on the other side? So I do think that there's going to be a level of success. I just don't know how much, you know. Uh, McCoy didn't even get an all-star Pro Bowl. Uh, he had a game or two, but come on, man. Yeah, Washington really needs a quarterback. Yeah, that's what they really need, Pickles. And now McCoy was a great player. I don't know if, yeah, he may have overtaught McCoy. Is that what you're saying, Carlos? He was a great player when he was with Philly. Now, he was an excellent player there. Uh, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer like Eric Enemy said. <laughs> I don't know if he's a Hall of Maybe Bienemy's just trying to take the high road. Um, 
I, I hope the best for the guy. I think there's going to be some level. Just is are they going to look like the Chiefs? Probably not. But I, I do think they're going to be better than what they've been. You know, and and that if, if you're a Commanders fan, that's all you can ask for. You know, that's all you can ask for. And, and Pickle says he was great for fantasy. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he could catch the ball out of the backfield. He ran between the tackles. Uh, he he reminded me somewhat of Marshawn Lynch, if you ask me, guys. You know, um, but it is what it is. I mean, he just, he just taking a lot of shots there. And um, sour great. Maybe they got in an argument or something like that. I mean, McCoy... Uh, he's no saint. I remember he got into it with some uh, with some cops and uh, he's in Philadelphia police or Pittsburgh. Under the, he almost got into a whole lot of trouble one time. Also, I'll, I'll put it that way with McCoy. He's no saint by by no means. Uh, good fantasy player though, Pickles. You're right. Okay, the XFL. Now I wanted to say something about this the other day, but there was other news here. And you know, I'll say this. The XFL, you you probably shouldn't have started like the week after the Super Bowl. We, we're still kind of getting football out of our system. We're still talking about the Super Bowl per se, guys. But I will say this. I understand that the ratings are going to be bad. You know, I've said this about these, these, these football leagues, these semi-pro leagues. By the way, I'm a big fan of the big three semi-pro basketball league. I don't waste my time on stuff that I'm not really uh, truly uh, into and a big fan. But the XFL, there was an uh, article here out of uh, Pro Football Talk, and they're saying with four games over ABC and ESPN this past weekend, the viewership dropped by at least 50% from the same windows in 2020, when the XFL returned for a season, ultimately was cut short due to the pandemic. You know, and I'll, and I'll say this. And the truth would to be told here, uh, they're, they're putting them at different times. They're not putting them in prime time. They're not putting them in, in prime time like the USFL. The USFL is pretty good. The USFL is pretty good. Now, listen to some of these names. And you have to be consistent. And you have to have appointment TV. Now, the big three, Corey, is starting to become more consistent. And I'm going to try to get Nancy Lieberman. Before the big three starts, I'm friends with her on Facebook. She's one of the coaches of the big three. I digress. I'm going to try to get her on the program sometime or another uh, before they start back in, uh, I think, July, per se. But... I mean, you got guys on here like Bob Stoops, okay, former Oklahoma coach, Heinz Ward. Yes, Dave Heinz Ward, former Pittsburgh, uh, great wide receiver uh, for, for, uh, for the Steelers. Heinz Ward's a coach. And, you know, there was a great little storyline here this past weekend. A.J. McCarron, uh He's mic'd up and stuff. McCarron was a former Alabama player, also a backup in the NFL. The last time he played in the NFL was back in 2020. And he had an emotional moment. Uh, his his sons, they're very little, 
and but they can understand what's going on. They're like five and six years old, seven years old. And uh, that he, he was talking during halftime saying that, you know, it's they, they've seen some of my games at Alabama on, on YouTube and seen some of my pro games on YouTube and everything. And they really wanted to see me come back and play. And he came back and played in that game. Game wasn't great, but he came back and played Saturday for the first time in three years. He'd been out of football, folks, since uh, 2020. Uh, AJ McCarron. And uh, so he comes back and wins the game and he's emotional afterwards. You know, uh, very good moment there. Not a great game, not a great game, but the names are familiar, you know. And Carlos said it's simply because it's new, you know, it's new. The rules are a little different, but the formations are the same as the NFL. Uh, the quarterback, the, the, this 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 idea that it's a major drop off is it, just not that. It's just not the case, you know. I want to say I'm friends with a guy on Facebook. He used to play for the Steelers. He played for the first XFL. His last name's Maddox. See, Drew Maddox or whatever. His last name's Maddox, and this guy played for the first XFL, you know, when the Vince McMahon won it. It's like 2001, right? And he wins a championship. He wins their only year. He wins a championship. Well, this guy later becomes the starting quarterback of the Steelers. He becomes the starting quarterback of the Steelers for like three or four years. And then uh, they draft a guy named Ben Roethlisberger. Then Roethlisberger takes over. Uh, this past year, you, you uh, Tommy Maddox, thank you, Pickles. Tommy Maddox, good call, Wall State. Tommy Maddox, think about this. I guarantee you guys, somebody in this league will be playing in September in the NFL. It never fails. It never fails. Turpin, Turpin, guys, the kick returner for the Cowboys can run like the wind blows. He came from the USFL last year. He came from the USFL last year, and uh, that league is coming back now. That one's coming up around summertime. The XFL, I think The Rock owns part of it or something like that. He's got a group of people. Uh, the graphics look good. The uniforms look good. Uh, the players were familiar with Bob Stoops. Like, I liked it. He's like, I don't know if I'll come back to college, but Bob Stoops said he likes the whole setup. Uh, Hans Ward. Uh, what what other? It was a bunch of coaches here, you know, that, uh, you know, the pro football talk is saying, well, uh, the numbers have lagged behind the USFL had 3 million and AAF had, uh, Mike Florio says the AAF was the, um, I forgot what that stand for, but it was basically the son that started the AAF. His, his dad was a big head honcho at NBC Sports. The guy's 33 years old, born on third base, way over his head, way over his head. You know, he he was born on... So, long story short, the AAF went down in 2019, and um, 
you know that guy who that big head honcho pickles that uh Ebersol. Thank you, Dick Ebersol. His son Ebersol Pickles started the AAF and 33-34. Well, then Sean McVay tight way over his head, way over his head. So that's why they went down. And as far as the XFL, the pandemic caused them to go out of business. And Vince McMahon was doing some shady dealings, from my understanding. And there's some lawsuits involved. But this seems a little bit cleaner. And I'll tell you what, the USFL, uh, one of the networks, I want to say Fox owns part of that. And quite frankly, I don't care what the haters say. USFL last year was good too. All these team, all these leagues look better to me than the Arena Football League. They and the Arena was fine. I've been to Arena games. Kurt Warner came from the Arena League. Okay, I've been to ones here in Nashville, and they're okay. But but these these leagues, these leagues look better uh, than uh, than the um, than the Arena leagues. So, uh, again, somebody's going to get picked up here. I was talking to a guy at work today. He was like, man, the Titans cut Randy Bullock. What are they going to do? I said, man, you can find you can find a uh, you can find a kicker anywhere. You can find a kicker. I mean, you can find an Australian soccer player. You know, you could find a um, – don't be surprised if a kicker's kicking in the NFL from these leagues. You know, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the XFL. I like semi-pro. I, I think I think it's 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 way underrated, and you you simply have to make this appointment TV, and and that's why I want this show to be like that. It's consistent day in and day out, same time. Uh, you know, uh, people says thank Dick Ebersaw. Yeah, yeah, and his son, that guy, never see his face no more. That's his. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Derry Charlie, Charlie Ebersol, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. You know, so it, it's um, it, it, these are big time coaches, man. I'm surprised Bob Stoops didn't want to come back to the NFL or or come back to college. Now his um, his dad had a heart attack in 1988 and died on the field. He was a uh, coach there, and that's why he stepped away from Oklahoma, got bored, wanted to come back. Now he's in the XFL, and he knows it could. it's hanging on by a shoestring like a lot of these leagues are. But quite frankly, I don't see how the, the arena league lasted, what, 10, 12 years, guys. So there is some kind of model for these semi-pro leagues to come about, if you ask me. And it looks like, folks, that I am just about, I could have uh, milked that Alabama story a little bit farther, but I didn't. So if you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back tomorrow, Carlos. I'll get your opinion on that stuff with Alabama. I, I just think that, you know, you got to have some kind of integrity here. Uh, you can find another coach. It's not the end of the world. Uh, it, it seems like when these schools do this, you know, it always seems to come back. You know, it always seems to come back and bite you. Somebody was uh, calling to Paul Fumbon. They said, what about Art Browse? 
And then uh, Paul said, no, nah, he's like, I don't think this is bad as our brows. That's a coach for Baylor where there was a lot of uh, sexual assault allegations going on with the players and, and all that stuff. But it, it just seems like that's the thing. I mean, I'm not saying this is bad as Penn State, although there's a death involved. Uh, it's There's something about the program. The program's bigger than everything. Just forget everything. Just forget all ethics, morals, look the other way. It's just about the next game, win the next game. And it just seems like that's bad karma for me, man. You know, I'll just end the show with that. Again, if you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Uh, we'll talk. I'll talk to uh, Carlos. I'll ask you about this stuff. Plus, I want to get your opinion, Carlos, on these uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, we got the Major League Baseball season coming up, pitchers and catchers. Now, it felt like baseball season out here in Nashville. Uh here today, it felt about eight, about eighty-one degrees, seventy-eight, eighty degrees. Felt really nice here. Good, good baseball weather. But bringing in the pitch clock, eliminating shifting, uh, that's going to be great. And I'm hearing that there that oh, ghost runner. Uh, I might have looked that back up, but uh, the ghost runner thing. If you go into extra innings, I thought they did away with that. According to John, who's a uh, guest on last week, he said that they're bringing that back. Uh, to speed the game up. So that's something I, I'll definitely want to get into. Uh, Pickle says Bryles was banned from the NCAA. I think he could have came back. I think he may have been on like a show calls thing. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee did the right thing. You know, it, as stupid as that looked, uh, with, with what Bruce uh, Pearl did at the University of Tennessee, and for just lying about a picnic, the fact that he told the parents to lie about the picnic, it's, it, you know, the, the cover-up's worse than the crime in Bruce Pearl, but it, Bruce Pearl embarrassed Tennessee. He, he admits, hey, I screwed up, you know, and they fired him for it. But it was just, it was embarrassment. Maybe they should have maybe just suspended him. Either way, you just can't overlook stuff like that. There's certain things that embarrass you that last on for years and years and years. You know, uh, I mean, I could go on about Urban Meyer in Florida, Urban Meyer in Ohio State. I mean, they win, but when you start ignoring stuff and pushing stuff under the rug constantly, that rub becomes worse and worse and worse. And we know about Aaron Hernandez, what he knew going on, uh, all the fights and the and the trouble. And, you know, he's talking out of one side of his mouth, acting like the holier than thou. Yeah, you got Tim Tebow, but, man, you got a lot of troublemakers on that team, too. And now we're starting to find that out several years later. So it is what it is. It does leave a mark, you know. Love does leave a mark. All right, guys, I'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, here on Sports Scope.